Welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Ryan Fitzgerald and Frank Fertoli are on this episode to talk about starting a company, rotisserie chickens, and much more. Continue with your listening now. This episode is brought to you by Vein Chain, a new restaurant chain that revamps its menus, name, and interiors every three months based entirely on song names and lyrics. Upcoming themes include Corn to Run, I Want to Hold Your Ham, Excuse Me While I Kiss This Pie, Like a Pear, Sweet Box of Wine, If You Liked It, Then You Should Have Buffalo Wings on It, Pop in the Name of Love, and Dancing Bean. If you have a vein chain location in mind, let us know at toacertaindegree.com. Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Certain Degree. My name is Nick. Good morning. Uh, we're here from 7 to 9 every Monday. We being me and we being special guests who are always different every week. And I have some very special guests, some old friends, old dear friends. The co-founders of Net Conversion are here. Frank Vertoli and Ryan Fitzgerald. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Nick. How are uh, you? Look, all our mics are working. Ooh. All our hair is good. This is fantastic. It's good to see you guys. Good to see you too, man. Great to be seen. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, so Frank and Ryan, we've known each other for, gosh, over 10 years, I think, around now. Mm-hmm. Feeling very old. Thank you for that. But we're looking great. Looking so fantastic. Which everyone can see this morning, old. so we're proud of that. So, yeah, well, yeah. we all have faces for radio. Yes. I think that's the important <laughs> thing. Uh, so we're going to get to know you guys a little bit better so that the audience can get to know you guys a little bit better. So we're going to play a word association game. Okay. You may be familiar with this. You may have heard the show before, but we play a different game every week. So this week, in honor of, uh, I, I think it's Frank, who's the fisherman. I've never been fishing before, so I don't know much about it. But what I understand is uh, hook, line, and sinker is a phrase. That's correct. So we're going to play hook, line, or sinker. So hook, line, if you like something, if you're for something, if you're thumbs up, you're all about it, uh, because what's better than having a hook, line? Which, is that a thing? Is it hook, comma, line, and sinker? Yes. Or is it hook, line? I believe so. Okay, well, let's say hook line. Is that how it actually happens, Frank, being a fisherman? Do you hook, line... And then sinker? Yeah. What, how does the Do you hardly know work? There yeah. are more activities after that, but it's enough to get started. Okay, so okay. hook line. Sinker doesn't sound good, so that's what we'll do yeah. for the real, negative stuff. Real close to stinker. No right. One, no one wants that. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I love the alliteration we got going on this early. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so we'll start out. It was uh, iPhone, not only net, well, we'll talk about net conversions, 10th anniversary. Guess okay. who else's 10th anniversary was? iPhone. Oh, not surprising. Hook line or sinker? iPhones. Absolutely. Hook line. Hook line. Yeah. Hook line. What yeah. do you miss uh, prior to having your iPhone, having your smartphone? Uh, yeah. The little pearl instead of touchable screen. I had the BlackBerry Pearl oh, before yeah. we left Universal. Yeah, I being s- able to click on everything. I still have the original BlackBerry Pearl that we started net conversion with, and it's about the size of maybe a playing card. And we thought it was the most advanced thing in the world that we could just do everything on it. <laughs> Very nice. How about colonizing Mars? Hook, line, or sinker? Hook, line. Yeah? Sinker. Oh, good. This is where we disagree. This is where I want to get because I yeah. am going to be scoring. You guys are very competitive. Yes. Just for everybody out there. You're partners, but at the same time, uh, you both think that you're better than the other person. So Absolutely. at the end of the show, we're actually, I'll be able to tell you who's better than whom. Yes. Finally, 10 years later, we're going to solve the age-old yeah. question. Because I, it's not, I already know the answer. It's not real until it's on radio. It's true. 
Just All like right. everything else. All right. So, uh, yeah. So why don't you, Ryan, want to go to Mars? Or why don't you want to colonize Mars? I don't want to. We can go there. I'm fine yeah. with going there. Maybe visiting, kind of checking things out. I don't think we need to stay there. I think we need to stay here right on Earth and fix the things that are going on on Earth first before we even think about going to live in somewhere else. So you're an Earth first. Uh, Earth first. Make Earth great yeah. again. Let's make Earth okay. <laughs> something to that effect. And Frank? We have to go further at some point. So let's get started. Let's, why not now? Why not? Why not why, us? That's correct. Why, Gosh, we, 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 we can go further, but do we have to live there, Frank? Do you need to live there? That's Personally, my question. The colonization not. is the key. Differentiation, I yeah. think, here. I'm just wondering because <laughs> it opens up a, a new realm of potential clients for you, too. So we'll talk about net conversion and what you guys do. But travel marketing, travel tourism. Long to distance. visit only. Visit. Not to colonize. <laughs> who is greeting you when you arrive? Yeah, who's working at the at the Hilton over there? Uh, you know, your average Martian that lives <laughs> Your <home>. average Martian. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thinking back to the 1980s, uh, remember when Sears, the holiday catalog, all that stuff. Absolutely. You could look through it. Christmas. You could see the toys. Oh, you could yeah. actually go shopping at a Sears for toys. <laughs> uh, so J.C. Penney has announced that they're going to, as a way to recover uh, from you know people not shopping there anymore. They're going to open up toy stores in their locations again. Are you hook, line, or sinker for that? Hook, line. And fun fact, J.C. Penney, our current office downtown on the corner of Orange and Jefferson, back in the 70s and 80s, was a J.C. Penney's. Oh, very nice. So, so are you going to add a toy store in there? I mean, basically kind of is right now. Yeah, that's marketing true. Toys is yeah. kind of what we do. Just try something. I would say hook, line as well for J.C. Penney. Just throw it at a wall. Listen. Keep rearranging the deck chairs. <laughs> At least it's something to do. Well, I think the whole thing is like, you know, yeah, online has done something to retailers. has <laughs> put a lot of them out of business because they didn't evolve kind of what they were doing. I do like the idea of being able to go somewhere and physically touch something, see something uh, before you're buying it. And I think kids are very tactile, too. So I think it, it could work if done right. Okay. How about Instagram, hook, line, or sinker? So you guys deal with a lot of search engine marketing and things of that nature. Where do you land on Instagram? Hook line. I would say hook line as well. People are visual in social. They want to see these things, whether it's, uh, you know, Snapchat or Instagram or Pinterest. People like looking at stuff. It's very, they consume a lot of media, spend a lot of time doing it. So hook and line. I, and I'm going the other way on it. And I, I, it's hook line. But the reason my, I like it is because there's a lot of platforms out there, like Frank mentioned, like Snapchat and Pinterest and others. This one, at least, is backed by Facebook. So they have a good targeting and measurement side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just about, you know, Frank's visual picture thing. It's about how do you connect consumers with something they're interested in and potentially lead them down to a sale or lead them down to whatever conversion type on there. They've got very sophisticated kind of tools um, kind of integrated with Always it. Always so trying to sell stuff. I like that. Turns it into a sales pitch. It's great. That was nice. Great. That was nice. Uh, we lost a great yesterday. Uh, George Romero passed away. Uh, hook, line, or sinker, zombies? Hook, line. Yeah. Hook, line. People love monsters, Zombies, very special category in and of themselves, yet very connected to us. Well, because of all the analogies that you can go with in terms of like shopping and just being your devices like zombies in terms of your iPhone and stuff like that. That is profound. I, I wasn't going that far. Well, okay. They want brains. We have brains. Like it's a it's a good match. But yeah. oh, iPhones I like also. That. Bringing it full circle. I'll go, I'll go hook line. The reason I'm going is because it's going to happen. 
I mean, there's just too many movie facts out there that this thing is, it's bound to happen. It's going to happen to us. I mean, there's a, it's going to happen one day. Okay. So, so you're saying coming. because it's been in so many movies, it, it will come to pass. It's basically scientific fact at this point, I think. Right. Oh, well. Because of so many movies, you can't have that many movies. That's interesting. Not being real. Just zombies or zombie apocalypse as well? I mean, I think there won't be an apocalypse. I think we'll win. You know, I saw World, World because, War Z. Because we'll be on Mars and we'll wait well, for the zombies. Well, to... we'll build big walls and, you know, there's there's a lot of shows that, you know, you can live with zombies in harmony. Nice. Brad Pitt will lead us. <laughs> Brad, I think he is now. I think he's prepping us for uh, that. Uh, PG movies, so specifically 80s PG movies, like the ones where you would actually be terrified of them. So Indiana Jones and the Raiders of yep. the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom. Poltergeist, was that? Poltergeist was, was PG. Oof. Yeah. Oof. yeah. I do not show that to my kids yet. <laughs> um, what do you think about 80s PG movies? Hook line. I mean, I love, I mean, there's not, there's hardly any 80s movies that I don't love. Yeah. And the crazy thing, what you mentioned about PG movies back then is I think the standards were a lot looser because you think about it like today and it's just like, I showed it to my kids and it's like, they wouldn't say that in a PG movie or they wouldn't show this kind of stuff. I mean, it scared you to death. Today we have that magical PG-13. PG-13, yeah, right. The bubble. I think yeah. it, was, it was just a wide range of like, it's either PG or it's just R. Right? Yeah, that and was R is going like, to be gore. Yeah, just and kill you. It was never, never sleep again. Yeah. Full frontal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's where we are this morning. Uh, how about driverless cars? Hook line or sinker? Oh, hook line. I, yeah. Ryan's got a Tesla, so it kind of drives itself already. I'm almost already there. It's it's the best thing in the world, and I can, like, text while driving, which is super safe and fun. Uh, but, no, I can't wait till like, I don't have to worry about parking, driving, or anything, and I literally— Sit back, relax, and, and enjoy. Just like you, like, hey, Kit, pick me up kind of thing, and that's awesome. That's what I, I like was. how you actually I went did, to I your did watch. My, yeah. it, for those out there, I, you can see me, I'm sure. As yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to my watch to talk. Well, I just like to point it out <laughs> when you do stuff like that. And that's a— I would say that's a Hasselhoff reference. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday to is the it? Hoff. It is 65. Wow. Frank really did his homework today. Frank really did his homework. He read the internet. This that morning. is amazing. Well, it's 65. I mean, he's, he's up there. <laughs> he's, he he's still, I look great for 65. He does. Yes, <laughs> for everything else, like if you were just to follow your Instagram and just go, if everybody goes to at net conversion right now on Instagram, yeah. you would think it was all about how old you guys are. Yeah. By the way, it's, you do a lot of stuff about... Your ages on there. Ryan's the instigator. He's, he loves the uh, age jokes, but it's yeah. the easy one. Every I mean, year, just taking the low hanging for fruit. Frank's birthday. Just in case you don't know this, I do a shirt, a T-shirt that either goes out to the staff or goes out to the community to celebrate Frank's birthday to remind the one hashtag that I really care about in life, which is Frank is old, and that's hopefully will trend one day beyond um, the top five. Well, you're on the radio now, so, I mean, so there's at least eight people listening. How many megawatts? Seven. Okay. No, it's one, like one and a half. Oh, okay. that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Tampa. Eh, like Lake Mary and the airport. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. Well, that's, not too bad. Well, not I mean, that's our, that's our target customer, t the traveler. Yes, yes exactly. Customer. You're just driving up and down I-4. <laughs> How about cursive? States are starting to require it again. I'm sure you guys learned cursive when you were in yes. first and grade. I don't know if our kids learned it. I don't no. think my no, kids they learned skipped it. it. Yeah. It's most penmanship is getting so bad it looks like cursive. You might as right. well have some organization around it. I'm going to say hook line. Sinker. No way. We don't need it. You can People can barely write today. Yeah. I can barely write or so read. So why bother? Read. Yeah. So, I mean, like, why? Yeah, who cares? Even typing, it's just going to be dictated pretty soon. Oh, I actually bought a typewriter recently yeah, just I, because I, my handwriting is terrible. Yeah, I, handwriting is terrible, but I think, like, cursive maybe makes it worse. 
I think it's harder to read. I think if you can just well, no kids can read it. Like if they get a card from my mom, they can't. I have to translate it for them. So why are you still why are you hookland then? I I think it stands out as different, interesting, something to note because it's such a minority can do it and it's waning. It's like one of the lost arts, like. Why big Latin why are rec- or, or Latin itself yeah. or records. Yeah. We're sitting in the studio, right? There's a big trend kind of collectibles more than well. Sony started using. pressing vinyl again, yeah. so yeah. yeah, they're making records now. That's what so, I'm saying. So cursive, same thing. So Sony's going to start. Sony's going to start writing in cursive. Would your Got campaign it. be make cursive cool in cursive? Could you do that, Frank? Could you come up with an ad campaign for that? Right I now? would do it in original typewriter, perhaps. You know what you would do? I just measured it. It didn't work. Remember the border that goes around the classroom with, <laughs> with all the, the letters, letters and cursive? Right. Yes. That's what you should do is just go start putting that into different offices and places. Like just guerrilla marketing for cursive. Yeah. New office yeah. design. I love it. Letters up top. Here's your, your, here's your second grade <laughs> school room. Welcome to net conversion. All right. How about tiny houses? Hook, line, or sinker? I have trouble with this one. I understand McMansions, these giant things aren't practical, uh-huh. but then you see the folks on this show, they always show them looking with nothing moved in. Show me a person after they've been living there for six months or a year and tell me how it works. There's a reason. Okay, people- but for you, would you go into... No, no tiny house. Smaller no tiny. house, okay. Tiny house, yeah. just okay. a little bit I of think space. I'm like Frank. I, hook line for the show, extremely entertaining. Love it because they're also happy. However, in real life, there's no way it can work. I'm sorry. And they, if you're more than two people, in fact, sometimes I get like three or four. I'm like, what are they doing? So it's, that's it's where you want to see six months worth of <laughs> material, like cut down to just all the dramatic. Sure, I just want that and just them crying how this bunk bed weird closet thing isn't going to work in their <laughs> shower. Let toilet. me know how the composting toilet is yeah, no. no sense. <laughs> that's the one thing that I can't. I want a tiny house, but I just wanted to stay in one place and be hooked up to the sewer line. It's on wheels, though. You have options. No, 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 no. He doesn't want the no wheels. I don't want. I can fly. I can drive. I'm good with not taking my house everywhere. But I would like an RV. Is that weird? (laughs) Is that it's It's, different? It's an extra tiny. Like it's it's not the tiny. Yeah, like you don't live live there. You just kind of visit it. You can use it occasionally. That's okay. All right. uh, So as far as dessert goes, cobbler, hook line or sinker? Uh, Sinker. Hook line. Oh, uh, okay. This ever. is a good one. Best dessert. Blackberry cobbler. I mean, you got your fancy pie. I mean, you got your fancy cakes, your eclairs, probably, Frank. I mean, that, what, Frank, know, what are you going for? Some eclairs? Cannolis. I mean, Frank's, Frank likes Salvatore or Bertoli. Yeah, Cannolis, yeah. tiramisu. Right, right. Okay. I, that's that's typical. I mean, stereotypical, in fact. My people. That's what they do. <laughs> okay. Uh, cobbler, like a lazy... Pie, like we didn't put enough time and effort to there, make the pie. We just crumbled it together. Do you know and how many put it in a bowl? layers of deliciousness, and it has fresh fruit, which has been shown to be healthy too, Frank. So yeah, I once mean, you mix it with sugar and then bake it, that's what makes super healthy. The health come through. Nothing, nothing is more healthy than that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna do a quick score here without you guys seeing. Da, 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 da. Okay, very good. We've got one more question for you guys. Uh, this is from past guests, so you could take a uh, take your pick. Of which question you want. You're just going to read out loud the question at the bottom. And why don't you actually, so uh, Ryan, why don't you ask Frank your question? And Frank, why don't you ask Ryan your question? Right. This is in cursive. It'll be difficult. Yeah, but we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll make so you have through. to decipher it. Okay, Frank, I, I've, got, I've got this one for you. Ready for this? How do you feel about the color purple? Not the movie. What is your favorite purple item? Um... I knew. I just was going to get him. Yeah. Magilla Gorilla. 
Oh, very nice. He was purple. Yep. Very dynamic personality. Mm-hmm. What did you like well, about him other than his personality? I mean, was a little he, extra Hanna Barbera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> he okay. brought the jokes. Okay. That's good. Nice. All right, Ryan. If you could be the celebrity endorser for any product, what would it be? Any, does it have to be a real product or can it be a fake product? This, you tell me. It's up to you. I would say real product because that gives you less options to answer. And I want, yeah. I want to you to really work at it. A real product. Um, and assuming you're a celebrity. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm a celebrity. Okay. So means Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. I'm a pepper. Uh, you're a pepper. We're all a pepper. Are you I a big fan of Dr. Pepper? You love Dr. Pe- of Dr. Pepper? I love Dr. Pepper. I like mixing it with Captain Morgan also. Wait, in my later it? years, but I love, I would I would endorse Dr. Pepper all day long. Wait, there's a follow-up question written on the back of this. Okay. Dr. Pepper, Mr. Pibb. Uh, Dr. Pepper, Mr. Pibb is a cheap imitation, and I don't even want to hear those words spoken in my <laughs> presence again. Uh, Dr. Well, Pepper, Dr. Original. Pepper went to medical school, yeah. and so he knows... <laughs> Mixology. He's just Mr. Pipper. Took it was Mr. Mr. P- Mr. Pipper. <laughs> Mr. Pipper. It used to be Mr. Pepper, but now he's Dr. He's Dr. Well, Mr. Pib obviously just took some online class, right, and kind of right. got, made some formula. Yeah. Up. So know, he so. can, yeah, he can marry you, but is he a doctor? <laughs> exactly. Right. If you're sick, who are you going to go to? Dr. Pepper makes Dr. you feel Dr. Pepper. Good. Every good. time. Every time. All right. Good job, guys. Uh, Frank and Ryan will be back in a minute. We're going to play a song right now from the North Mississippi All-Stars. Casey Jones on the road again on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. And that was the North Mississippi All-Stars after a couple little skips there. We heard Casey Jones on the road again. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. And we're back with the founders, the co-founders, Net Conversion, Frank Rotoli, Ryan Fitzgerald. Good morning again, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I played that on purpose on the road again. You guys travel quite a bit. You're in the travel industry with net conversion. So search engine marketing, uh, among the other services that yep. you provide. But that's the one I always think of when I think of uh, net conversion. But I wanted to talk about uh, first is how you sort of came along to found the company itself. So uh, you both were working, actually, Ryan, you're working at Disney. Yep. You moved over to Universal, where Frank already was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys started working together there. Frank, you were there for like 10 years. I think, Ryan, you were there for six before yep. you guys sort of went off and decided to do your own thing. Was it as soon as you guys met, you were like, oh, this is the guy I want to start a company with? Or did it take some time to build that trust? Like, how did that come about? Because I've never had that experience. I don't trust people Yeah. for the most part. I mean, I don't, was it that was probably the first day we met? No, it wasn't the first day we met, but early on when Frank and I, we were paired up like almost like my second week of work. Um, the internet, it was 2001. The internet was kind of a thing, was starting to be a thing. Um, Frank was running internet marketing and I was this new guy kind of trying to get my head around analytics for the company. And we started working together a lot. Um, and so that meant we had to go out for like happy hours. You know, yeah. to really, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just, just do that to stuff. bond and yeah, and, figure and, things and, out. and kind of figure stuff out. So there was no manual on kind of what we were doing at work, which was like, Hey, let's start to sell stuff online. Okay. How do you do that? Let's spend money, but how do we even make sense of it? So I think we just started talking about doing stuff, what that stuff was. We wouldn't know until many, many years later, but it was like, Oh, we should, you know, we should go out and do something. Like we should leave corporate and go do something else. After talking about it for nearly all those six years, we were like, okay, we've, 
got to actually do something yeah. or we got to stop talking. We spend way too much time down. and money on beer talking about these things. <laughs> we should actually try to do yeah. something I with mean, it. I mean, just a million different ideas, a million different kind of like just spreadsheets of numbers on a page. But the one that consistently kind of came up was the idea of kind of an agency and a digital marketing agency that we kept coming back to and a lot of other bad ideas. And so we finally kind of, after six years of talking about it and doing and just thinking about it, we said, all right, we, we're at a point now where we're good in our careers. We're both doing well. Either we're going to keep going on in this path or we're going to stop leave and go do this thing or we can't ever talk about it again because it's just we've gotten to a point where it's we've got to make we've got to make progress on it so there's never a oh it had it's obviously the right time because you know you had kids i think at the time and you were just married uh, yeah i just uh yeah married a year or two didn't have any yeah. kids yet yeah so it wasn't like it was you guys were childless and without yeah. responsibility you could go out and take this chance no no it was we were kind of late in our careers i mean we we were both directors at the company uh we're both doing well and we could have you know gone on that path been vice presidents or whatever but i think it was kind of that point in time we were both just like listen we've got to make a move now or we're kind of set on this career path and we'll look back 10 years from now and be like we're still here what what happened why didn't we ever do anything uh and the crazy thing is it was 2007 we quit on the same day you know started working on his loft the you know monday morning okay let's do right. this right. um we had pre-planning and had so done 2007 stuff. like nothing bad happened no, nothing. right afterwards <laughs> yeah it was it was fine on yeah, the was up and up. this shows you the good part of not thinking too much or looking too far ahead if like we said good careers good path if we would have known this great recession was coming probably not a good time to maybe decide to take that risk sure well and here's the thing is you know frank i'm the financial guy um here but like frank is the most risk averse guy in the world like he would have never ever 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 done this but the crazy thing is it actually worked to our advantage um because a the internet really was big uh people couldn't spend money, but they can only spend money where they could actually absolutely track it and justify it. And also they couldn't hire headcount. So we kind of did all that stuff for them because we were an agency, we were a flexible resource. We could kind of measure things for them and understand, hey, you put this much money in marketing, here's exactly what you get out. So it actually worked out better for us than we could have ever hoped. We grew through the recession and accelerated after. Well, because the recession, what it made people realize was the value and, you know, the return on investment Absolutely. that they needed to have. And the internet is the most measurable of mm. all, yeah. yes. essentially. That's why we Unless get along. you're doing late, late night, like infomercials and you have that special code at the end, yeah. in which case that is the most measurable thing. There's nothing that beats in the that. world. Never. No, <laughs> the best. We're trying to get back into that. So you're risk averse. You're a numbers guy. So yeah. you were still doing either, you know, even with the crazy ideas, you were probably still doing pro forma. I was. Everything. I had pro formas and we were basically kind of making sure that we had clients kind of soon the minute we stepped out the door. But really what I always thought in the back of my mind was this. It was like, you know what? We're smart, motivated guys. We're we're we can go get jobs. <laughs> I was thinking we can go if get it doesn't jobs. work. You could go back and. And get, honestly, get I probably somewhere. thought that for the for the first like three years that we had net conversion. It's like, we were small, you know, we were growing a little bit. I think we had three years in, we might've had one employee, an intern, yeah. Kenny, who's still with us today. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, if this thing doesn't work out, we lose a client here or there. Wow. We might, you know, go back to doing a real job. Maybe even as recent, more recently than you'd imagine, I always had the thought that we're one or two big clients away from either growing exponentially or looking for jobs. Shuttering. Yeah. 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 But so, I mean, we've gotten big enough now; it's just stable, so it feels it feels good, right, Frank? Uh huh. Most yeah, days, you should probably most say days. that. Yeah, you we should, should probably yeah, say that for your current clients who might be listening. <laughs> I feel great about it. Yeah. 
What so where did that entrepreneurial spirit come from? Because some people are just they're satisfied with going in and, and working for somebody and working for a big corporation, which you were, which yeah. you know doesn't have necessarily all the stability in the world. But yeah. uh, where did that come from? Your family, your parents? Uh, did it? Are you the first generation entrepreneurs in your family? Yeah, first generation, yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, my family's all like. Uh, teachers, career, business uh, people, lawyers, investment bankers. No way, in fact, recommended against me doing this. Um, <laughs> Frank, especially after they met Frank. Yeah, especially after, I'll tell you what though, Frank, Frank is the more entrepreneurial one of the both of us. The reason Frank is, is he's the guy that's always thinking of some crazy idea. Like 99% of them are terrible. Crazy is pretty it, subjective. Are, right. are, are terrible, but 1% of them are really good. And that's he, why net conversions here. You know, there's a segment <laughs> called bad business ideas on the yeah, show, yeah. right? Well, like it's, Frank's it's, not crazy. Yeah, Frank's got great, one of them, but he, I mean, literally in the six years, I mean, we talk about like, you know, we talked about an agency where it was a piece of those conversations, but there was a, a bunch of others. I mean, one time we, we started to try to make uh, toddler beds, modern toddler beds. We actually made Mod-tons? my son slap, slept on one for years, just cutting it out of uh, sheets of A-grade plywood. Yeah. Woodworking, you would appreciate that. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. And we are... But you wanted to make a business out of yeah, it. Yeah, and us being such fine craftsmen, not at all. We um, made one, then we bought materials to make multiple to sell. Yep. And that didn't work they out. Sat, they sat on the side of his house for, for many years. Yeah. Getting Just rotted out. Yeah, 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 but I mean, it was, it was it was a good try. We spent a whole weekend trying to make a bed and that it worked out well. In business, you find out what you're really good at and you find out all the other stuff. And yeah. you have yeah. to kind of make two piles. That's, we're sure. very good at finding out what we're bad at. Woodworking. That's great. That that is a, that's an excellent skill to have. So let me ask you about, you mentioned going to your family and them saying, uh, no way, don't do this. That's a big risk. Who else did you talk to? Like, who did you go to? I know, did you, I think you guys had a mentor over at Universal, right? That you kind of went to for We had a few related. key people there yeah. that, you know, big impact in your life. You know, you look up to them, you know, they were vice presidents or beyond at the time, chief marketing officers. And you just ask them from, for their perspective on the world, on job, on business and kind of get them. No one really said, no, don't do that. But they were all pretty forthcoming of, did you think of this? What yeah. about that? How would you handle this? And it, the, more than even kind of before we left, but I think after they left, they become kind of this informal board for us when, Hey, what are we doing? Are we doing the right things? Have, you know, have we thought about things the right way? They've been super supportive of us. Um, kind of going to forward. this day. Yeah. To this nice. day. And then my last question on this, and then we'll uh, play another song, but uh, in, in putting together this organization, I would imagine there's a lot of paperwork. So there was a lot of planning that went into it, or did you guys just, was it seat of the pants until later on? It was way seat of the pants and probably till the maybe second, third year. I'm not even sure. I mean, we weren't even licensed to do business. I'm, I don't even know how we, um, <laughs> how we kind of got away with some of the stuff we did. I mean, it, we didn't know what we were doing. We had clients that were giving us checks that went into a bank account where Frank and I kind of paid ourselves weekly. That was it. We did, we had no idea. You know, Taxes. you're on the radio. radio okay. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're recording this. Wait, this is live. <laughs> and this is going to be our, just don't check our taxes in the early years. I hope we're out of that statute of limitations, but, um, yeah, yeah more than sure. likely yeah, we're, we're fine, but no, we had no clue. I mean, we're honestly, there is no, you don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there, there are resources out there, but I, it was very confusing at the time to kind of understand this. For us, I well, for me, I thought it very simplistic. We made money. Okay, there's two people in the company. It's split 50-50. Let's kind of do that. We knew, uh, you know, absolutely, we did pay taxes and things like that. But we, the things, the processes, like getting a business license to operate in the city and in the county, 
I don't think we had that for a little while. <laughs> so looking at it and going, okay, this is our business plan. These are the services we're going to offer. As a startup, you were like, no, we're going to do whatever that you Absolutely. need, basically. Yeah, but when it comes did. within digital marketing. We right. Yeah. Early on, we yeah. took on a lot of work. Anyone who was really willing to pay us for <laughs> digital marketing services. For digital, clarify that, Frank. Anyone who was willing to pay us for digital marketing services. That's I don't want to no, you know, no, talk no, about those there. dark days no. with you, Frank. It's... um. You do it. We had done a lot of that at Universal. I had produced websites, done all that. So early on, we would do it, all those things in digital marketing. And uh, you learn early on that you're great at some things and you should build on those. And other yeah. things are like, you know, through it. That was probably so you outsource yeah. it. It was very enlightening for us to learn. Hey, these things we're awesome at. The rest of this stuff is nice to do, but it's like a break even. Where do you draw the line? Right. So we specialized and went super deep in what we're great at and let the other stuff kind of fall away. And that synced up with where the market went. Too, that was one services. of our biggest, earliest mistakes that really helped us out was saying yes to everything and kind of doing all the stuff that we weren't good at at all. It really taught us that, hey, there's no way. This Here's is, what we should do. Yeah, this is, this is not a good use of our time. We're, we're not even really good at it. So let's do stuff that we're good at and make sure that we're the best at that and, and go deep on that stuff. Yeah, you don't want to be jack of all trades, master of none, if you can specialize. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get into a little bit more of what you guys do in the next segment. We're going to hear a song right now uh, because we are going to talk about college in a little bit. This is Henry Mancini with the old college try cha-cha on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Henry Mancini and his orchestra on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. The old college try cha-cha. Figured that would get us awake. Sure. All right. Well, we're awake. Way to way to pause there, <laughs> guys. Thanks for that. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here with Ryan's Fitz, Ryan Fitzgerald and Frank Vertoli, co-founders of Net Conversion. Got several of your employees listening, from what I understand. Is that correct? Absolutely. Good. Good. They should be listening. They should every week, every. not just when you guys are here. I'm just saying. I don't think I have enough fans. Uh, speaking of fans. You guys are both uh, big Magic fans. It's one of the things you bonded over. Uh, and the Magic are actually a current client of yours yes. as well at Net Conversion. Yeah, we've been working with them for a few years, trying to sell tickets, help sell tickets. So Very we'll talk about job. that. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, one of the things about being a Magic fan is obviously the a sense of betrayal when certain people leave, certain people you've invested your time and energy and hope and love into. They leave for whatever reason, whether it's a trade because they're unhappy or they just walk away. Uh, and one of the things I find difficult as an Orlando Magic fan is to explain that to people, like that sort of betrayal. Once you see right. them sp specifically in a different jersey. Right. Right, like that visceral reaction, like you just want to punch something. And so I came up with some analogies, I think, uh, which I think will be helpful. They're not sports related. Though. Okay. So let me, let me shoot these over to you guys and see what you think and see if this will, if you feel like this will help explain what it's like to see Dwight Howard well, not quite not hard, hard, but yeah. at first in a Lakers jersey or, uh, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal in a Lakers jersey, basically anybody in a Lakers jersey. <laughs> uh, it's like seeing the founding fathers wearing a Royals jersey. No? Yeah. Okay. okay. It's hmm. like seeing Charles Darwin wearing an Angels jersey. You said they were not sports related. These so are you not mean sports real, related. real angels, not the... Well, no, no, no. But this is Charles Darwin is not uh, an athlete to my, no. the best of my knowledge. It can be. Uh, he could be. It could be. It's like seeing Batman wearing a Penguins jersey. Okay. No, gotcha. Yeah, I got gotcha. that, okay. that. Exactly. Now you're getting warm. Okay. There you go. It's like seeing Elon Musk wearing a Quakers jersey. <laughs> 
Those are actually <laughs> that's just a great there's visual. There's four college that's... teams named the Quakers. Double XL because he's so you tall. Like that? Yeah. Okay, it's like seeing Robert Muldoon, the original Jurassic Park game warden. Remember yeah. him, yeah. clever girl wearing a Raptors jersey. Like it? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it's like seeing Kanye wearing a crimson Tidal jersey. Because he left time. Where's my money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's like seeing Vin Diesel wearing a Rockets jersey because he and the Rockets. Yeah, they're, they're feuding. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good. I like that. Those okay, good. so good, 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 good. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to the magic, those were pretty awful. Thanks for <laughs> sitting with me through that. Uh, explain. So we get caught up in some of the acronyms and some of the terms and some of the things. So if you were to pitch this to somebody who had no idea what it is that you guys do, how do you explain that? <laughs> this is great. I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, I thought thanks. he was going to really run with that marketing yeah. guy. Um, we do paid digital media and analytics across anything, any kind of digital channel, anything that can really measure, whether that be online or offline media. Um, we primarily do that in the travel vertical, but we do have some special, uh, we do do outside of that um, where it makes sense. But I think that's, that's really the elevator statement, right? Are you with me, Frank? That is very corporate. I was, the dramatic pause was for something less corporate. Oh, oh nice. Okay, go. What, what's, what is that? Yeah, now? let's now hear it. Paused. We make numbers go up and to the right. We turn numbers into pretty pictures. That's Ryan's specialty. Okay, so I'll tell you my pitch on this. We're an analytics company that happens to do online marketing. That's really what we are, Frank. Very good. So, so you're able to track the stuff. So yep. we're talking about, from a search engine marketing standpoint, we're talking about Google, Bing. Are there any others? <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Yahoo's a thing. Well, of. search engine, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Facebook, yeah. So the social media marketing, Facebook, Absolutely. which would include Instagram a lot and things of, like that. A lot of video. A lot yeah. of video. Beyond video, search. Pre-roll, YouTube. YouTube. We all spend our lives on these little devices now. Makes everything trackable, measurable, very targeted right. So no matter what site you go to, there might be an ad yeah, that you can place there. Yeah, that's what, correct. Medi what medium? I mean, that's the thing is, I think what we talk about, what we do today is when I'm, and I say digital marketing, you know, hopefully... Very soon, we're not going to say digital marketing anymore. We're going to say marketing. Marketing, right. Because everything's going to be the same, right? And I used to, we had our office over on Orange um, near Cayley. There was a subway across the street, and I'd sit and look at that um, from a conference room with that sign. And, you know, I always used to say I'd buy the subway sign if I could tell you how many, if I could buy it on a cost per whatever basis and tell you how many subs I sold from it, right? We're not too far away from that being the reality of what we're doing um, in anything we do. In terms of the trackability. Yeah, trackability. And and you, else, and, yeah. Well, tracking and pricing, right? That's kind of like everyone, you know, is saying, you know, the death of TV, right? TV's not dead and advertising on TV isn't dead. The targeting and the pricing is broken. That's it. And that's why people are leaving TV to go digital. It still reaches great. It, it still reaches a lot of people. Um, it's still a great mass marketing uh, avenue. People are still watching TV. It's just the way you buy it and the way you target it doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Advertising so clutters the world, you you need to get a more specific message to a more specific audience. There are very few products that appeal to everyone. And so you've got to kind of pick and choose what you say to whom. TV still makes a lot of sense if it's more targeted. You know, right. Ford, I, hey, I've got a car for everyone. Let me show it on TV. Something very specific, a travel destination, luxury in the Caribbean, specific appeal. You know, people with passports, with the means to travel. So you want to get a more specific, relevant message in front of a more targeted audience. And that's where the results go up but, into the right. And I'll, I'll go back to the, my whole thing of we're an analytics company that happens to do online marketing. I mean, everything we do is based in data, some foundation. Before we even start thinking about the marketing of it, we have to understand who the consumer is, where the consumer is, what kind of data do we have on them? What do we think? What kind of data do we think we're going to have on them? 
what story is that going to tell? And then how does marketing kind of help us tell that story? Well, it's an iterative process, right? Like you guys, you make all these assumptions going in and then you might find, nope, 90 degrees, we got to go this way. Absolutely. And that's what keeps it interesting for us is yeah. the, the day we have it figured out and say, hey, we've got the formula, yeah. yeah, we're out of business. Got left, got left behind done. and didn't realize it right. because the tools, the technology, the targeting, people's behavior, social, video, mobile, all those things keeps evolving. So we have to come up with the new idea of how we do it, set the plan, measure what actually happens and, and evolve from there. And it's nonstop. It's been going on for a long time since before we founded the agency and I don't, still don't know when it ends. Oh, it probably won't Never. anytime soon because the number of technologies and devices that are yeah. going to come out and continue to come and out. Platforms and, and, and yeah. everything. Imagine when we colonize Mars, what that would look like. Right. Uh, obviously, a lot of digital billboards. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Blade Runner. <laughs> coupon codes. Perfect. Coupon codes. A lot of coupon, coupon, codes, coupon codes for Mars. Uh, from the Mars subways, yes, for sure. Uh, let me ask you this about the Orlando Magic, because what you're doing there is not necessarily trying, you're trying to sell tickets, but you weren't necessarily targeting the uh, local market, right? You were looking at people coming down, maybe looking at, as, at, looking at it as an entertainment option. Yeah, Orlando, uh, big international destination hub, even national outer U.S. come here for theme parks and other experiences. There was a great opportunity to promote the Magic had the new arena, they had an NBA team with another NBA team playing and it was an opportunity to promote the experience and the beauty part. Those are very incremental people, the, the locals, the fans, the people that go out is a core audience. But in front of the, I think, latest stat, 60 million people visited Orlando last year. There's a lot of other NBA fans, live sport fans, just the experience of going there. Um, we sold a lot of tickets in Brazil, had some specific campaigns targeting international visitors to Orlando. The beauty part of them is they got to see a live NBA game, two teams. There was a winner. There was a loser. Their hopes and dreams weren't pegged on a magic win, which right. with a local true fan community, you know, you'd like to see some wins um, with the international guests. They just want to experience the night and deliver on that. And it was very successful program for helping. Well, even the domestic guest, right? I mean, so you think about some of your top teams, you know, uh, Florida is a destination domestically too. People come for their vacation. So, you know, you maybe you can't get tickets to see, you know, the Gold, Golden State, right? In San Francisco because they're packed and are sold out. If you're on vacation in Orlando, you may be able to see Golden State play the Magic or you might be able to see the Lakers play the Magic. So wherever your origin market is when you're coming on your vacation, um, likely that we could get you a ticket um, to see your favorite home team play the Magic. A lot of fair weather Golden State fans taking advantage of that opportunity. What? Golden State fair weather fans? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing, is it? Bandwagon. Don't you no. see the jerseys? I don't. I don't. All I see is the the, the uh, Raptors jersey on Robert Muldoon. <laughs> That's the only thing I can envision now from for the rest of the morning. So looking at the way you sort of structured net conversion too, is you guys rely on a lot of uh, local talent, right? Like Absolutely. you go out for internships, you mm -hmm. find interns here at yep. Rollins college at UCF. UCF. Uh, what is it that you're looking for in the students and what do you, so what advice would you give somebody starting out in this industry? Because it is still a little bit new, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, yeah, there's, there's not a degree. There's in not it. a degree and there's, 
very little coursework in it at all because by the time you make coursework, I think it's already expired, right? Because it's already changed. Well, and I remember uh, doing some of my undergraduate yeah. and my graduate coursework and talking about this sort of thing and being looked at like, oh, no, that's electronic marketing. That's not real marketing. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right. So to your right. point about yeah. it's not going to be digital marketing, it's just going to be marketing yep. eventually. Yep. So what we find is, honestly, it's just, it doesn't even matter. I mean, we have people that have had history degrees. that for us. <laughs> We've... Well, Diverse backgrounds, it's more of a curiosity, right? And so having kind of a background where you've you've gotten a degree, but you've kind of tried different things um, used to be a big thing for us. I mean, and maybe half or more than our staff started as an intern, um, and now they work full-time for us. But it was that, hey, you had these certain kind of skill sets. Either you had a marketing background or you had a finance background or economics or something like that. And you kind of your skill set made up maybe of why we picked you, maybe half or two thirds of why um, you got a job with us. Now that's more like 25%, right? It's more about, are you curious? Are you interested in kind of problem solving? Um, the rest of it, we can teach and you're going to probably teach us here soon um, because because of what Frank said, it's always changing. Um, so that's really what we look for is that kind of that curiosity and that kind of self-started I can go out and figure stuff out. Yeah, that shifted on the recruiting. One of those lessons learned along the way um, we, used to make the list and, hey, it'd be great if they had this skill and that skill and that skill. And school learned, like took these courses, marketing. Right, right, right. And it became less and less about that. And it's more in the interview process. We're screening for culture, that curiosity Ryan mentioned, wanting to learn, trying different things, bringing a unique perspective to the area that we work in. If, again, if you had knowledge in this area, it's changing and evolving. So whatever we're working on now, 12 months from now is going to look pretty different. So you have to be comfortable in that flexible, continuous learning environment. And and we don't have it all figured out. We have a way to do it figured out, but doesn't mean it's the this right way or the best way. It's a yeah. version. So we're yeah. always looking for new and different ways to do things. And I think that's, you know, as we've kind of grown, um, that we've got 30 people now, it's interesting because we have this kind of interesting mix of people, but everyone kind of brings their own unique perspective to the things, which makes um, our place, I think, great. It's fun for us to, to be there. So from a college background yourselves, uh, Ryan, you went to University of Florida, economics degree, and then you did your MBA here at Rollins College. Yep. Uh, Frank, I know you went to UCF, but you have two listings for your bachelor's degree on your LinkedIn, neither of which say what the bachelor degree is in. He he went to liberal liberal studies. Liberal studies. Thank you. Uh, Which now makes a lot of sense that you didn't put it on there. Thank you. What advice would you give? Okay, so students coming out right now with their degrees, graduating or close to graduating, what advice would you give them uh, while they're in school, after school? And then what advice would you give them about a master's degree? So obviously, Frank, you're at a point now where you're probably not going to go back and get your master's because of what you've learned. You probably know more doing what you've done than you would learn in a master's degree setting. I kind of felt that way after my time at Universal. You know, I was the third person on the internet marketing team and it grew from there, you know, in the late 90s. So um, what I learned there, I thought to be comparable value. But I think a good thing to think about, I look at Ryan and I today, very different paths. As Ryan shared earlier, I'm older. But uh, I took a very roundabout way to even getting my bachelor's, you know, uh, worked my way early through college full time. So it took me like over over two years to get my AA. I took a couple years off, went back to school, transferred up to UCF and finally got serious and finished my last two years in about two years. But it was a, you know, eight year process and Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor. Um, (laughs) Ryan, right. Honorary honorary doctor. It's honorary. Yeah. Ryan, right out of high school into Florida 
graduated yes. right into his MBA. So he took a very direct course. He jumped around companies, Delta, Disney, Universal. I, once I did graduate Universal, almost 11 years. So, and yet today we're kind of at a very similar place, same place running the, this company, what we founded and started. So there was no direct or unique or advantaged path. It was just two different ways to get to the same or similar place. Absolutely. It just kind of depends on what you want to do. Um, you know, for me, it was just, I went to University of Florida. I got a degree, a liberal arts degree in economics, which is an interesting combo. Right. Um, but so you get a, a degree in economics. I mean, it's not like you go become an economist. Um, that wasn't kind of the path I wanted to go down. So I felt like I had zero work skills at all. I had a lot of, I could draw a lot of charts that kind of crossed in the middle uh, for supply and demand. So um, I always kind of wanted to get my master's degree. That's kind of what went straight in. What that did for me at the time was really kind of give me super high octane business skills and allowed me to kind of go up the corporate ladder faster um, than I otherwise would have. That being said, kind of going it all over again, you know, it probably would have been interesting to work for a couple of years. I definitely would have gotten more um, out of between. My yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah, and I would have gotten more out of my MBA knowing something. So it helped me for sure start kind of in the business world and kind of move up that ladder quicker because um, I was really well equipped to kind of navigate that. And I could was the master of a spreadsheet in PowerPoint um, at that point. But. It, it helped me navigate that quicker. However, I think I would have gotten more out of the experience had I had a year or two and just kind of be able to reflect on real life business situations and apply that back to kind of what I was doing in my MBA. Yeah. Try, try a lot of things. But there's, but there's, but to Frank's point though, there is no you know, wrong right, right. Yeah. answer. I mean, we're sitting here today. I mean, we're in the exact same place and two very, very different paths to get there. So as much as schooling is important and kind of getting a background, I think it's also kind of who you are. And if you're curious and kind of hardworking, how you get to where you're going to get to is really what's going to drive you there. Um, the degrees help and things like that, but really kind of natural curiosity and, and willingness not to say, not to kind of say no to things and just keep going. Yeah. Those two things, curious, which I was saying, try a lot of things and hardworking, like anything worth doing in life. They talk about, right. Professional athletes, you have to it, do yeah. 10,000 reps, hours, days, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing in business. You have to put in the time and effort just to make inroads, to compete, to mm -hmm. succeed. Everything worth doing takes time and effort. Very good. Well, uh, we've gotten to know you guys a little bit better. We're going to come back here in a few minutes with bad business ideas. You might leave after that. I'm not sure. But we've got another hour of the show. We're, we're in. So we stick have lots around. of bad business ideas. Great. We're going to hear all of them uh, coming up. You're listening to WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. This is to a certain degree. Uh, we're going to hear a song called Happy Friends because I think that that's what we are this morning by the Gray Boy All-Stars. Sleigh Bells on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was... Real, real from their album Treats. And I've got a couple of treats. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I've got Ryan and Frank back from Net Conversion. Thank you guys for being here again. No, thanks for having Second us. Second hour. It's going it's, fast. It's going real quick. Are you going to have to. Time you know, flies. Let's just keep we'll going. Just cancel the, ten, the nine o'clock show and yeah. the noon show. Let's see how long we can stay on Let's before they it. kick us out. This door has a lock on it. Perfect. Yeah, well, we're down. I'm sure nobody has the key for it, so that'll work. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a little segment called Bad Business Ideas, and guess what? I've got a Bad Business Ideas song this week. Oh. So we're going to play that. All right. Bad Business Ideas. It's time to be just one. It's going to be totally catchy. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on and Wow. That is, so, a, that is amazing. And there's a little 
PSA, don't hurt anyone. Right, like and it's going to be totally legal. Okay, perfect. It's also in there. So, uh, yeah, Fiverr. You can get those uh, songs done on Fiverr very easily. <laughs> uh, so, Bad Business Ideas, I also have a tagline this week. We focus on startups without the smartups. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So, if you'd like to submit a tagline or anything else, you okay. can find me on social media. Frank and Ryan, may I call you Frank and Ryan? Absolutely. Or Fryan. Great. Central Florida, where we live. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot okay. of them. Okay. A lot so, yes. of them. They are a problem, but there's nothing we can do about them. Or can we? Okay. I'm fine. No, we can't. No, there's the, nothing the to do. The states and local authorities can. So, what okay. they're doing right now, I don't know if you heard about this, last month they started uh, releasing the eastern mosquito fish into bodies of water here in Central Florida. <laughs> and so... They're going to, they eat the larva, the okay. larvae. How do you say that? The multiple? Larvae. Larvae. That's good. Possibly. That's good. Uh, I know what you're thinking. None of this sounds like a business idea at this point, unless we're going to do an Eastern mosquito fish farm, yes. which is a great idea, but that's not what we're going to do. Cause you guys play the long game. Okay. Right. You're not yeah. into what they're doing now. You're into what are they going to do next? Because guess what? Mosquito fish invasive species. Okay. Yeah. So what do we get to take care of the mosquito fish once the mosquito fish start getting out of hand? Piranhas. Or frogs. I think piranhas might be a step too far. I like what you're thinking. I like where your mind's mosquito at. Mosquito fish eating snakes. Or snakes. That's snakes. great. So either way, so we find yeah. the predator, the next predator. Yes, yes. yes. So we're going to start More a company called predator. Food Chain. Okay. And what we do is find the next predator for that invasive species that we're introducing to get rid of the first invasive yep. species. Okay. So, yeah. So, we've got the snake. Then when the snakes, we get a bird. Okay. Then when the bird, we go feral cats. So, okay. we're just always one yep. step ahead of the game because okay. the state's going to come to us eventually and go, yeah. hey. We got to get, get rid of these fish. We got to get rid of these snakes. Yeah. We got to do. All right. So, that's food chain. That's okay. idea number one. You guys are getting three ideas this week, by the way. Do we pick a winner or do we do yeah. a pro forma on all three? I mean, I've, I got my calculator right here. We can. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Do this. You guys. Get, so, and there's a couple of different options here. You could okay. each take one. Okay. You're both successful businessmen. Okay. I just did the math. If we each take one, there is still one idea left untended. Well, then somebody on the radio can get it. All right. All right. Well, you can't, though. No one take any of my ideas That's right. okay. on the radio. Patent pending. Probably shouldn't talk about this. Hey, guys, if you're like me, and I know I am, this is idea number two now, by the way. All We're right. not just talking we about We segued. Yeah. Okay. I missed that. Uh, yes. So you like, you like buying things. You like going yeah. to, uh, like to, you know, the things. membership warehouse club, the huge, Costco huge. and the Sam's Club. The big box stores. And it's I, all toilet paper look, for Frank. I need 75 rolls of toilet paper Absolutely. at a time. Who I doesn't? love going and filling up a car with cubic yards of stuff that I've bought. But I don't have room for it. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah. big problem. Tiny in, in house, tiny house. In my tiny house, I don't want it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want it. I want to downsize. I want to just buy, but I can't just buy one roll of no. uh, paper towel at a time like a sucker. More. Yeah. <laughs> Until now, our new venture bulk bank will allow you to scratch that shopping itch while still not having all that stuff in your house. So what you do is you go to your Costco, you go to your membership big box store. Okay. You buy the, you know, cubic yards worth of stuff. Gallon of mayonnaise. And you take it to bulk bank and you leave it there and just take home whatever you need. Okay. And so we can either deliver it when you need oh, it. So, right. oh, I need a refill on toothpaste. I need a refill on toilet paper. Drone I need a on drone. Drone drones, possibly. Or, uh, uh, or you could just come swing by fish. and pick it up. It's just like a regular bank. Okay. Okay. So, and that is a bulk bank. Bulk bank. Bulk bank. You got it? So you got buy it. stuff and then you put it somewhere else. 
Right. Got exactly. It. Lots of stuff. But and not just like, uh, you know, you're not just doing storage offsite yeah. with your Christmas stuff. No, you can't this put that stuff, stuff you, you buy. Use. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And your house is pretty much empty. Like, yeah. you look in the cabinets, you're there's like, nothing there, and you I, feel good about yourself. I'm out of beef, bulk beef jerky. It's and in the frozen bank. chicken breast. Right. Yeah, I better go get down to the bank. Get down to the bank. There's get an app for that. And you've already, you've already paid for it. So yeah, there. yeah, it's in there. It's there. It's, I, I don't know, it's like uh, gaining interest of some kind. Like the, the, the chicken is growing. I don't know. Something like that. All right, let me talk to you guys about charities. We'll talk about the uh, March of Dimes Mud Volleyball Challenge. It's kind of what, that's one of your uh, yes. charities that you guys work with at Absolutely. Net Conversion. Yes. It is. Something that made me think about it is that sounds like it started like a dare okay. or as somebody getting revenge on somebody else. And I'm Greek, as you may know. And so all all of the things that I do in life are about regret and revenge. Okay. And so I was thinking, how do I get revenge while helping people? Oh. Doing good is a dish best served cold. Okay. Right? Got it. Have you heard that? No, no, no. Not so, that exact iteration. But it's no. the, the ice bucket challenge, for example. Yeah. Right? Like, that's something where you're getting revenge on other people. Right. Or you're causing people to have Unpleasant. an uncomfortable experience. Yeah, right. good cause. For, for, for a good, good cause. cause. So what we're going to do is start a new company. It's called Give Shiv. Uh, stab back to your favorite charity. So basically it's, what we do is come up with a plan for a charitable event in okay. your office. So let's say your employees... Wanted to pit you guys against each other. Okay. Because, I mean, your employees would never do this they because they love you. Absolutely do this. They would never do this. But they would pitch you against each other for charity. So whoever raises the least amount of money has to do something. Okay. They have to shave their head or they have to wear I mean, a specific there. jersey or something along those lines. Yeah. So, Ryan, we would shave your head. Okay, yeah. Frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank would look the same. <laughs> he would look the same. So we would have him do something else like <laughs> do oil wrestling or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the idea behind it. And you guys would obviously give money so you wouldn't have to do that. Okay. But then the employees would also give money so you would have to. So let's say for whatever reason, Ryan, you're the least liked person out of the two. I'm not saying that's the case. Yeah. yeah. No one's told me this. I'm not getting any kind of Twitter messages from your employees saying that. <laughs> but they might pay into it just to see you shave your head. Yeah, they probably and would. And so we're raising money. Yep. We come up with this plan to help people kind of, you know, pit people against each other. And uh, that's gift shiv. I, I, I like it. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's got some hook, so, li hook line. <laughs> very good. Thanks for the call back there, yeah, Frank. There you go. Uh, food chain was the first one we heard. Yeah. Bulk bank and give shiv. Yep. So any questions or any thoughts? Food chain would be the, we would be the next predator. Yeah. I mean, that, that, has, movie. that has a lot of legs because, I mean, you get into this whole <laughs> a lot, lot of legs because, I mean, you get in this whole thing basically where it ends. I mean, where food chain ends is we're making Jurassic Park real. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's the ultimate food chain, right? 100%. That's where you go. Because eventually you're going to need raptors to you take have care to of get the whatever. man eating gorillas. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I see it. Circle of life. Well, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, if, you know, it's always been our dream to make Jurassic Park a real thing. So that's how you get there quick. Okay. That's how you get there quick. All right. So bulk bank, uh, the ability to buy in bulk, but then not have to bring everything home at the same time. As long as we get the drones in there. Without the drones, I think it has a little so bit So it has to, to have drone delivery. Drone delivery. Yeah. Okay. And I'd like, well, and if it did have something like where, you know, I left like, you know, 20 rolls of toilet paper and I go back, you know, a year later and there's 25 because I got my interest, my interest, right? My toilet paper interest. I, I could okay, be down so with that. Okay, so let's figure that out. Yeah, if we had some kind of interest thing. Okay, so great. that's kind of dicey. Yeah. That to me is less likely than us coming up with Jurassic Park. 
<laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and then Give Shiv, uh, finding a way to help uh, different charities and nonprofits make more money by pitting people against each other. I like it. I mean, is there any potential thing for actual harm, the, the shiving of someone? Could you, you know, I mean, maybe not death. Gladiator. You know, some kind of fight, cage match, you know, I don't we know. We could do a little fight club for I charity. I mean, something like that. I mean, yeah. that, that could be interesting. You know, yeah. instead of just shaving someone's head, just make you know, it real. They're making... You know, one man enters, or two men enter, one man leaves. So then the, the loser would have to pay the actual charity. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and insurance. And, the, and, and, and medical for bills. Sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. So which one? You guys got to choose. You could choose the same one. You both could be on board. This could be the new net conversion project. Uh, your employees are waiting at work to create the website for one of these, I would imagine. I'm saying food chain. It's got government money involved. I mean, we all know that's a big opportunity. Yeah. You took food chain. You took food chain for me, so I'm going to be you guys different. Can both you do do the same one. I'm going to I'm going to give the shiv. I think there's a lot give of stuff. Shiv. Give shiv. I'm going to go give shiv. I'm all right. I like that. Just to be different so, than Frank. Well, I like cuz we can funnel some of the profits towards give shiv to get it off the ground and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Eat, feeding the process. Right. Because what's the better charity than making bigger, badder predators, right? To save the world. I can't think of it. Or anything. destroy the world, eventually. Right? You save the world until the point where you destroy it, because the dinosaurs rule. It's such a fine line. <laughs> it is <laughs> such a fine line that we can't... We're not here to measure that. We're, yeah. This is just an entertaining radio show. <laughs> That's right. That's All right. right. Well, thank you guys very much. Did you have any bad business ideas you wanted to pitch to me? I, I, we have one, and it's a was a real idea before net conversion. Um, Frank, in his uh, wisdom, actually, I think this was the first idea Frank ever sat down and talked to me about, and I actually did a pro forma on it to make sure, um, to, to let him know that there, this wasn't a There's no way it would work. But it was chickens on the fly. And basically, it was delivery rotisserie chickens to your home every night. So this was pre-drones, yeah, pre-internet. This, this is like this pre is, Uber Eats. This, this is like 2001, 2002. This was I mean, leave work, stop by Publix to get a chicken, some bread, sides for dinner, and wait in line for like 40 it, minutes. And the whole time you're waiting, thinking about, why couldn't someone just schedule delivery to my house and, and have this waiting for me? In this, so in, this time, time. In, in this time in Frank's life, this was a big deal. Like, I don't know what he was doing after work, but apparently he'd stop by Publix and get moho chicken for dinner. Oh, he's addicted it, to the chicken. Just, yeah. the, the chicken. Yeah. And he would take it. He said, this is, everybody wants this. Everyone wants this. Until, how much is a rotisserie chicken? Yeah, for? Ryan did the performance and said, what's a chicken cost? You know, like a few five, bucks, yeah. Six, and how yeah. much are you selling it for? Like, are you even doubling your money? Now, let's talk about a van, delivery fees, all that. Right. The logistics weren't there. But so, unless you do rotisserie in the van itself. We we talked about that. That could be good. There's some danger. Yes. There is a lot of danger in that. Hot box. Yeah. <laughs> that's a yep. whole other idea. That's a great name for it. Yeah, that's that a, that's a, a great, great name, name for it. Chickens on the fly. And, our, the name. and our clientele the, could be yeah. wanting chickens. The logo would be like a rotisserie bird on the fly because you know what it's it's Fine. kind of a play on words because chickens don't fly wait right. chickens Stop. don't okay. fly so food chain yeah we're gonna have to create some flying chickens as one of the predators i mean can eat them too it's, yes it's the ultimate predator yeah. and what the thing is who doesn't want somebody to fl flying chickens not only are they gonna get rid of the predators or whatever the invasive species but they're probably tasty. Delicious. Very delicious. delicious. A lot of. Because they're eating all these mosquito fish. Well, and then you got, you know, the wings are obviously going to be bigger. So that, you know, that wing, you got a lot more meat off the wing. Excellent. I love it. Excellent. Buffalo, Buffalo, chicken. Buffalo chicken wings. Let's take this offline before everybody steals this idea that's listening currently. So thank you guys very much. We're going to hear from the hives here. Uh, bigger hole to fill, which I think is appropriate considering that conversation. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. 
The Hives on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Bigger Hole to Fill from the Black and White album. Goring, my name is Nick. Did I say good morning or good morning? It was Goring. 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 Let's shorten words all together. You're listening to a certain degree. Ryan and Frank are here from Net Conversion. Thank you guys for coming in today. We are... Almost done, but we've still got a lot to talk about. It goes so fast. I know, this right? Is, it's a good fun. Good, clean fun. Good, clean. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. <laughs> if you know me for anything, it's for that. I uh, wanted to talk about music, so we're going to get into LCD Sound System, which uh, is an interesting band for both of you. So you both listed it as your favorite band. Um, it actually goes back to the beginning of uh, sort of net conversion. Yep. Does. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, were you listening to it and that's kind of reminds you. So some people think 80s music or 90s yeah. music, that's their jam because that was a time in their life that was really fun and interesting and they were doing stuff. But is that kind of one of the reasons the band for you is uh, is so popular? Or yeah. Like so, and I think, so much? you know, because we were just streaming music in the office and it was like when Pandora was just kind of going. My office, Ryan means his yeah. loft. Loft and yeah. then several other closet like shaped offices yep. um, for many, many years. And that's that's what just would come on. So it would just be in heavy rotation, heavy rotation. And it was just the best. And we never got sick of it, never got tired of it. It was always come on. I think other people have and do, but we never do. We never did. And it just keeps getting better and better. And everything they released, we saw them and we took Frank up for uh, his uh, one of his um, memorable birthdays. Somewhere between 39 and 41. Yeah, yeah. Um, up to New York. And we saw them like two nights in a row. Um, in a show, it was, <laughs> this is when we were really broken. It was myself, Frank, and our buddy, Nick, and we didn't have enough money for uh, multiple hotel rooms. So what do three middle-aged men uh, do in New York? They share one hotel room mm-hmm. with two queen beds and a rollout that sit in the middle. So it was Barely like, fit in the middle, so it was one giant. giant one giant bed? Yeah, yeah, uh, there you go. Sounds That's, amazing. It was... Uh, <laughs> It was something. Um, I think Nick ended up sleeping on the bathroom floor. Yeah, I think <laughs> technically we had two separate beds, so that worked out well. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it just it made sense for us. The music is awesome because it's kind of this seventies eighties throwback, throwback almost use of eight oh eight and well, electronic it's, sounds. It's, yeah, and that's the that's the key component. So you guys listen to a lot of music when you work. Yep. You have a lot of music playing in the office and things like that. So. You're on the analytics side, Ryan, yep. and you're doing. You're looking at the spreadsheets yep. and looking at the numbers. Does having the music in the background help? Absolutely. In fact, I pretty much, well, until the staff cuts me off, but I play music constantly um, around the office. And when it's not on, I'll stop what I'm doing to put it on because it, it feels weird. It needs to be kind of this background sound, and it depends on the mood that's going on in the office. Now, other people put on other stuff. I traditionally go with kind of a first wave, an 80s kind of vibe, or Yacht Rock, which is always a fan favorite because mm-hmm. everyone hates it until they know every word that every song's playing. Um, a lot of Hall & Oates. A lot of Hall & Oates in the mix. Um, but then, like, you know, we have uh, Rap Fridays. Rap Fridays is traditional. So that, yeah. that usually kind of gets me motivated. In the old, old rap all the way up through... ASAP Everything new, all the new yeah. stuff too, all the new Good. stuff. So, Frank, what Jay-Z, about what about you in terms of uh, listening to music while you work, while you're because you do a little bit more on the marketing side. You're doing some of the copywriting and stuff like that. I'm sure a lot of what you do now is more management than anything else. But that's correct. But it's it sounds weird. I'm an early person most oftentimes, and you get in, and there's no music, and it it sounds awkward. Like no work will be happening. It's almost soundtrack for life. Kind of yeah. Get everyone motivated, moving, and it's. Sometimes it gets too loud and trying to sync up. We have a fairly open office environment. So, you know, low walled workspaces and Ryan and I have offices with no real door that's ever closed and walls that don't go to the ceiling. So 
you it's really more like a, it's more like a cage more like it's kind of like an open cage yeah. a glass wall. I mean it's like a zoo. Very, yeah, very yeah that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. but it it's kind of a soundtrack to get everyone motivated and going you got to adjust the sound just playlist everyone tries to get involved in that which is okay and most of the time it works unless someone's in a really great mood got to jam in and someone else is trying to have that conference call so well the, the fun times are when you just get kind of a group of people and then the certain song comes on and there's literally a spontaneous dance party breaks out in the office and those, oh, those are nice. I mean you need you need to have a spontaneous uh, dance party to kind of break up your day every once in a while yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it makes yeah. sense what about when you have somebody who's just they need to listen to some sad music because that's how they're feeling right now do you let them bring down the rest of the office or do you send them do they have a special room they can go to they do that room's called headphones yeah okay yeah that room's called <laughs> headphones unless of course it's careless whispers which can be played at any time that's not a sad song it's very I mean, uplifting kind of sad uh, R.I.P. Sure George. You Sorry about that. To yeah. any of the lyrics. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a down song, but I think it can be played anytime. Those are in cursive. I can't read them anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good point. So let me ask you this. It's kind of segues uh, for music, and we'll listen to some LCD sound system here in a second. But uh, this is music related, and I wanted to get your perspective on it since you guys are in this industry. Uh, the Fire Festival, yes. which was a not a great thing that happened recently, the last couple of months. Uh, basically what happened was they advertised it and they said it was going to be this awesome festival. It was very high end in terms of the cost. One could say overhyped. Uh, overhyped. Uh, and so the, some of the acts didn't show up. There wasn't facilities for people to stand. But regardless of that, uh, one study that was recently done on sponsored posts, and that's what I really yep. wanted to talk about, yep. was celebrity sponsored posts. A lot of people don't realize this is happening because there's FCC guidelines around what you're supposed to put. Yep. Um, so, for example, I go, I have an Instagram account and I go someplace. I went to Coterie Coffee yesterday and I put that up on my feed and they weren't paying me. Uh, I just went there because it was great and I got great coffee and I got a good yeah. cold brew and all of that. But for the people who are getting paid, uh, they said that over the course of a month, the 50 most followed people, 93% of the uh, posts were not labeled uh, appropriately. Yep. So where do you guys land on this and what do you think from an industry perspective, how could this hurt the industry and, and going forward, what could you do to help with some of that? Yeah, I, I think it, it hurts. Well, A, I think at one, it kind of shows the power of the channel, right? Mm -hmm. That these people are able to kind of influence and the fire Festival is a great idea, a great example of that, of like how it can go wrong and how it can kind of get misused. So I think the, the power of the channel is kind of, it's, it's solidified, right? It is an active channel that can be used to influence people right now how people are influenced or how whether they know they're being influenced is the other side of things. I think obviously it should probably adhere to the exact same standards that every other advertising in general um, adheres to so that people know exactly what they're what they're getting into and why people are kind of motivated to do things. Um, I think when a lot of times when you get celebrity involved, people are like, oh, they're doing it. I should do that, too. Um, as long as it's kind of clearly stated, I don't have any problem with that when it's not when it's blurred the line of like oh this is i just do this every day no you don't you're getting paid five million dollars to do it right. I think that's kind of i think it's the consumer has to take more responsibility you should assume everything is paid at especially when there are endorsers like that it's just the rules around how do i disclose it is it tagged as an ad or is yeah, it hashtag not? sponsor yeah. hashtag spawn i just think every i recognize being an industry person so probably not the average consumer when it comes to this but everything sponsored there's right, no you reason take everything with a grain if, of salt if you see a budweiser label in a movie 
it's not by accident. It's not because it just made its way into the scene. Everything right. is sponsored, a, and it's been that way for a while. And seasoned vet, an elderly man. Yeah. You've been around the block a couple of times. Wisdom, you, you, Ryan. You, we call that wisdom. You know this stuff, right? The average person on the street doesn't necessarily know this stuff. So I think, you know, obviously if they see a commercial on TV, they probably know that it's an ad. But, I mean, other things. And when it kind of blurs the line, I think that's where it's you, – you've got to make it a point to be like, hey, this is a – this is a paid advertisement. Everything right, so. is. I think we should have to hashtag the things that aren't. It'd be a much shorter list. Like, like hashtag. <laughs> not paid for. Yeah. yeah. I like coffee. Not sponsored by anyone. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Not sponsored. <laughs> not right? sponsored. Like, we should say not sponsored oh, for I the like few that. things should, that aren't. We should start with not spawn. Not, not spawn. Yeah. Not spawn. No spawn. We're going to hashtag that. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag real opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think with Fire Festival was it, there were just a lot of people, a lot of very glamorous yeah. people, models and musicians and everybody just talking about this, and it seemed very genuine. Mm -hmm, right. It seemed very much, but yeah, again, you know, once you would it have changed anything? Would fewer people have bought tickets and less of a scam? If it was a scam, allegedly, right? Uh, I don't want to get sued by legal anybody. proceedings notwithstanding. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. mean, probably le I would say less. I would say less because they would have been like, okay, are they really going to be there? Are they just getting paid to say this stuff? That kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's kind of, a good point. I, I thought the models and yeah, stuff and, were going to be there. Yeah, I think that's probably a lot of people got caught up in that hype of, hey, these people are actually going to be there. They're talking about it. They're so invested in this thing. They think it's going to be the coolest thing ever. Of course, they're going to be there. Maybe they're not there. Maybe maybe there's like, but they have to just paid. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing so. I don't know. I'm just but assuming I, it was all it's, it's a super, all like, <laughs> that whole area of the business, though, that kind of content marketing, that that is, I mean, it's definitely floating. It's like influencing, but it's A, how valuable is it and what scale? And then B, are you doing it kind of in the right way um, that it's not kind of shady? Our, our business is predicated on the measurement, but it's not of how many messages did I push out or how many followers did that person have? Right. It's more about the response of their followers. How many cared enough to click, to, to read, what to watch, that next to action, do. Yeah, yeah. What, what are that next action I'm trying to get into to do? Convert is great if we can measure all the way, but even short of that, there's more to be measured and still too much advertising is, is based on what did, eyeballs. I, Absolutely. what did yeah. I push just their, out? Just their reach, reach and frequency, yeah. that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Much better job getting further down that down that continuum to who responded, who took an action, who who did convert. Um, Fulbright is what I call that. Nice. <laughs> All right, so switching back to LCD Sound System, uh, we're going to hear something from the London session. So okay. this is Daft Punk is playing at my house. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, also one that wasn't like 10 minutes long. So that's <laughs> a little bit of a couple of those. I thought it was a three hour show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a 14 hour show and we're doing their live set. Okay. Perfect. perfect. All right. Thanks, long guys. Goodbye. Thanks. LCD sound system on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. You can't let them go downtown on WPRK. No, that's not the name of it. What is the name? Uh, Daft Punk is playing in my house. You guys went downtown. Yeah, that we, was LCD yeah. Sound System. Yeah, we we worked downtown. Yeah, yeah. All right, you can so go there, but we left with downtown. Daft Punk. Yeah, with Daft not, Punk. Not seeing Daft Punk downtown. Yeah. No, no, you can't see them. They wore those helmets. As a ten-year congratulations anniversary <laughs> present, we actually received two Daft Punk helmets. Those would have been great to bring today. Oh, you should have brought everyone, everyone would have seen us. Seen us. Well, really. I think they would have heard you trying to talk through, like, you know, Darth <laughs> Vader voices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. And we have Ryan Fitzgerald, Frank Fertoli, and from Net Conversion, co-founders of Net Conversion, which is downtown. We'll talk a little bit more about how you can find out more about uh, the company, the organization, what they do, who they do it for. 
But first, we have to do a pop quiz. So this is really where I'm going to be judging you guys. So we'll do this okay. as a competition, All a standard right. competition. Sounds good. Uh, there's four questions. They're going to do a variety of different questions here, but it's all pop quiz, uh, you know, popular culture, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. A lot of birthdays today. You guys both missed mine on Friday, so no big deal. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, no, no, no. Is it's it fine. Too late? It's, it's totally too late. fine. No, no. Uh, who's oldest out of all the birthdays today? So you mentioned earlier David Hasselhoff. Is it German Chancellor Angela Merkel or okay. Merkel? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Okay. Or Disneyland in California, which is older, David Hasselhoff, Angela Merkel, or Merkel, or Disneyland? I'm going to go Disneyland. I'm going to go Merkel. Disneyland and Merkel. Yep. You're actually both wrong. It's David Hasselhoff. The Hoff? The Hoff. He, he turned 65. 65. Yep. Uh, Disneyland uh, did its grand opening 62 years ago, and uh, Angela Merkel is 63 years old. Oh, feeling good. We're tied so after after ooh, the first we're, round. We're zero to zero. <laughs> Pretty good. I feel good. Feeling good about that score. All right. Uh, Frank, since you answered first, <laughs> Ryan, you can answer first for this next okay. one. This is going to be a guess the number without going over. Okay. Ooh. Okay. This number came up in several stories this week. So you're going to guess one number for all of these things. Okay. So Steve Whitmire, the puppeteer and the voice of Kermit the Frog since Jim Henson passed away, was let go after this number of years doing that role. Okay. Performing that role. Okay. That's one thing. Doctors in England report removing this number of contact lenses I'm gonna from go a woman's eye. No, no, no. This oh, is okay. all one number. Okay. All right. I know. Uh, and then Fish, the band, served up a live rendition of their song Simple in Chicago that lasted this many minutes. 27. 27. Frank, do you want to go over, under, or do you want to do the same number? 28. 28. So this is Steve Whitmire, number of years. Yes. Kermit the Frog. How many contact lenses they pulled out of a woman's eye? And uh, Fish is one of their jam songs. Gotcha. It was 27. I knew the, yeah. I knew the I uh, Jim Henson one. I knew the puppeteer. I saw that somewhere. I saw the 20s. Yeah. I knew it, the first 27 one. 27 years. Ryan's a huge fan of puppets. <laughs> I do love puppets. Um, 27 contact lenses? Contact lenses, yeah. She uh, went in for eye surgery. Older woman, I think 65 in England. And uh, they found, they just like, oh, let's pull it. They pulled out 17. And they're like, well, this is weird. Yeah. Let's look again. And there were 10 more. So is, did she not need surgery after that? Was like, I just, don't know. <laughs> just, I didn't, sorry. I just yeah. had too many contact lenses I just start freaking out about eyes. Like I used yeah. to wear contact lenses and I just hated touching my eyeball. Yeah. yeah. I right. couldn't do it. Do you guys wear contacts? No. 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 Your eyes are naturally that color? Yes. You're <laughs> remarkable, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to make him feel better. Yeah. I mean, it's, I call it zombie yeah. fresh. Is it zero to one now? Yeah. It's zero yeah. to one. <sighs> Boom. All right. Uh, let's stick with numbers. Let's go back to 1983. You okay. both were alive at we that were. time. Yes. So uh, I don't like 80s music, but I've been trying to get over my distaste. So one of the things I researched recently was sort of songs from 1983 that had a weirder sort of more dark meaning. Okay. And so there were three songs specifically that I pointed out. There's probably more. Uh, but there's 99 Luff Balloons by Nana or yes. Nina, however you yeah. pronounce that. So that's actually about nuclear war. Okay. Uh, so basically these balloons are let go by children, uh, causing fighter pilots to shoot them down. And that leads to a nuclear war. Oh, makes sense. That's, how the, that's probably how it will start. I'll, yeah. 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 It's an uplifting. Story. Yeah. I like the German version. Uh, every that. breath you take, of course, by the police, a yeah. lot of people play this as a romantic song. They play it at weddings and it's really about being a stalker. So that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's yeah. a song. Uh, and then faithfully by journey, 
which I think has, I, I don't think people realize what a dark song that is. Because if you look at the lyrics, and I'm just going to quote this here. Okay. Uh, circus life, under the big top world, we all need the clowns to make a smile through space and time. So, clowns that travel in outer space and time traveler. Deeply disturbing. Really? That's a bad business idea. Out of those traveling space time traveling clowns. Out of the, when you realize what they were about, what was the most disturbing to you? Probably 99 Luft Balloons. It seems like such a happy song. I didn't think about the nuclear war aspect of it, but it didn't seem, the other ones I get, I mean, Journey, I'm focusing on the piano, uh, Every Breath You Take, yeah, it's a good song, but yeah, it's super stalker. Yeah. But the, the 99 Luft Balloons, I thought all the time was uh, like just super happy German woman singing. Clowns. You lost me at Clowns. I saw the trailer for St- the remake of Stevie, Stevie King's, King's it. it. Yeah. Not so a, you're, I know you're, a lot of people aren't fans of Creepy Clowns. I'm definitely not a fan of Creepy Clowns. Okay, so it's the Journey song for you then? Yes. Okay, that's sure. the right answer. I know it was subjective, but it was There's subjective no, I mean, for me. It's a balloon song. How can that be They're dark? They're clowns. Yeah, but it really is dark. It, it, Under the yeah. big top. And we need them. Right, traveling through space time. So let's stick with uh, music for a second. Ganjam style. Yes. Are you familiar oh, with the song? Yes. No longer the most viewed video oh. on YouTube. What songs are past it? Was it See You Again from Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth? Despacito from Luis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee with Justin Bieber? Or November Rain from Guns N' Roses? Wiz Khalifa. It's number two. It is Despacito. Oh, I thought it was Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. It's got international Oh, appeal. no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. It is See You Again. Sorry. Despacito is right behind it. Oh, there you it's go, going Frank. to pass it. Yeah, yeah, just mark so my words. Ryan. Mark yeah, my words. Yeah, it will probably by end of summer. Can you score me in the future? Uh, no. I cannot. No, okay. there's no future Maybe scoring. some time traveling clowns can. <laughs> no. no, you're right. Uh, what I found interesting about the Guns N' Roses November Rain, I threw that in there because it was uploaded in 2009 and 822 million views. This is a song from 1992. <laughs> Like Starring a supermodel. 25, 35, I can't even do it's the math a anymore. a billion views. Yeah, for a really, and it's long. It's long. It yeah. is long. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so the score right now is two to one. Whew. I think I'm just going to have to leave it at that. Oh, I think Ryan right. has won. Well, if you want to do a tiebreaker to try to tie. It's not tied. You want to you want to do a lightning round? Do, do I'll go try? for the tie. You'll go for the tie. Go, go for, for the tie. tie. Okay. Lightning round. All right, tiebreaker. Just for you, Frank. Just for you. In the Pixar universe. Don't get nervous. That the Cars movie inhabits. He's done. Are anthropomorphic vehicles just (laughs) the sentient life that developed over the years? So, like, cars just developed and they became alive and all of that stuff instead of man? Or did humankind somehow get subsumed into the cars and are alive within the cars? That's a good one. Frank, there's no way. It's the second one. They absorbed us yep. and eliminated us as a race. So we actually don't exist anymore. Only the cars exist. That is correct. Oh, that is correct. That is how. Okay, so you guys are tied. tied. So you're, both, right. Right. you're both wonderful, <laughs> I think is what I'm saying there. Those, nice. are, those are good questions. Yeah. Those are, those are great questions. Yeah. Well, the Cars movie has bothered me for a while. Yeah. Like, I, where did we go? Where did people I go? Do, I think it's kind of this whole self I think it's the evolution of this whole self-driving thing. And yeah. they, like, take over. They and, become self-aware. And they kill us all. Kill us all. They don't absorb us. They kill us. Horrifying. Or, or that or zombies. Children <laughs> listening. Yeah, please. As long as Larry sorry, the but... Cable Guy is still in there as a voice, we'll all be safe. Yeah. 
I don't no. think that's the case at all. No, I think yeah. that's the one that yeah, kills the most. Not the, yeah, not the thing. All right, we're going to listen to one more song, then we're going to come back, uh, talk about where you can find more, uh, find out more about Frank and Ryan and Net Conversion and some of the stuff they're working on. Okay. But first, the National with Start a War on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The National on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was Start a War. I'm bringing it down a little bit because yeah. it's the end of the show. Mm-hmm. A little sad about that. It's kind of a yeah, mellow it's a start mellow. to a war. Kind yeah. of like those balloons. Those balloons from <laughs> those the last segment. Those will haunt, me, haunt me forever. They sh- as well they should, along with the time-traveling clowns. Good morning. My name is Nick. You've been listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Ryan Fitzgerald, Frank Vertoli, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. This is a good times. Net Conversion really good. co-founder. So what? where can we go, learn a little bit more, and what are you guys working on that you want to talk a little bit about for Net Conversion? Wow. Um Website, always good. Netconversion.com. Hyphen. It's got a hyphen. Microsoft. Microsoft owns Netconversion all one word. Oh. Yeah. So we yeah. have net hyphen. We're, we're on the list to get it one day. Right. Have so like Jay-Z, you want to get rid of the hyphen. Yeah, yeah. we do. We'd yeah. like to. We'd like to. Right. But that's mainly the place. We're on Instagram, Netconversion. We yeah, post net funny stuff. Yeah. Netconversion, Twitter, same thing. Yeah. Um, that's what we do. But uh, yeah, website's usually the best place. What are we working on, Frank? What... Um, Working on new, we're moving offices, bought a building downtown, um, Jefferson and Magnolia. A lot of construction so plans due today. Visit. Come yeah. visit. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be good. We just won best place to work uh, four years in a row from the OBJ. So we're Very really nice. happy about that. We've got the best. Uh, we've got the best team in the world. That one, I think that outside endorsement by the employees, you know, saying that we're doing some things right because we're never sure. <laughs> we have no, we have no idea how we're doing. We are. Everyone tells us we're, 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 well. we're making this up as we go, like like sure. we always say. But yeah, I mean, it's we're very proud of that. We've got thirty people in there now. Um, we just continue to grow and continue to try to push the envelope on things we can measure or look at. Um, but yeah, it's it's and I'll tell you this: it's this year is our uh, ten year anniversary. Um, but yeah, it's just it's crazy. I don't think we ever thought. We'd kind of we thought we'd do well or do whatever, but I don't think we ever thought the scale of it. Um, so we have this scale now so we're trying to figure out how to what to do with that but uh it it never is dull and each year is kind of more fun i think that we keep doing this so um we're very very lucky we're gonna keep up keeping up all right well that's that's great not, that's, that's not a the good same. business plan yeah that's keep that, on that, keeping that's, on that's, i think that's, that's a bumper sticker i think that's our yeah. literally our five-year yeah. plan year one is keep <laughs> <laughs> You're to keep up, right? <laughs> yeah, keep so, up is a good one. Yeah, no, I mean we just we try to we try to be the we're trying to be the leaders in media and analytics, um, especially in the travel uh, vertical, um, and that's what we continue to try to strive to do, and uh, that's what we kind of push ourselves and the team to to always deliver on that. Yes. And uh, March of Dimes Mud Volleyball, is that coming up or is that already yeah. passed? No, that's coming up in August. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do, I think we're going to do a big deal this year on that because we, we, so it's like 10 person teams. And we started this thing back when Universal used to actually sponsor us. Um, and then they had budget cuts. And then so a group of us just sponsored ourselves. Paid our own this. way. And then when, at Universal. then when Frank and I started um, the company, we just started sponsoring that team of Universal people. So we still have that original team uh, that comes with us, but now we have like three or four others. So we literally sponsor like I think this year we'll probably sponsor four or five teams. So you've got your own side of the bracket. Yeah, there's no. basically a netcon. There's no way side. we can't advance. At least get to the quarterfinals. That's yeah. that's our goal is to see if we can <laughs> somehow just win this tournament by just taking over the all the teams. We don't like winning though because then you have to play too much volleyball and you've been drinking since pre 7 a.m. and it's sunny and hot and dirty and <laughs> sure you just yeah. don't want to advance anymore you just throw the game stand it's, there it's watch a, the it's ball it's about hit, the charity it's not about the winning 
right, Frank? Is it's that about what you're the dimes. It's about the dimes. So you're not that great at volleyball. Oh, we're, we are way, way, way above below average. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Well, thank you guys again for coming on, and uh, we'll have to have you back sometime. Thanks for having Absolutely. us, Nick. Thanks for having this us, and this is great. Or maybe some good of your times. employees so that we can hear the real, honest. Yeah, I mean, that would be like on, like true confessions kind of yeah. thing. I think that's a good idea. I like that. Or we could disguise you and send you in oh. as employees. Under, and undercover, undercover, boss. Boss. undercover boss. Yeah, I think Bad we could. Bad business idea. Yeah, we no could one would that. recognize us. <laughs> no one. Totally. I'll have a mustache. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no. that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, so let's hear some Moby as our last song. This is Lacrime on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to A Certain Degree. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Thinking about converting your nets? Then visit net-conversion.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at netconversion. No dash in that name. Know what else is on the net? To a certaindegree.com. That's T-O-A certaindegree.com. Hey, if someone sues over vein chain, I'm not liable, am I? I'm just an announcer. I, I, I didn't invest. I gotta go. I'll never take me alive.